What does it take to scale your business from six figures to seven figures? Does it take a crazy amount of extra work or is it something more streamlined and more simple than that? Well, I've been in online business for almost 13 years now and I've scaled two businesses to the seven figure a year mark. And in today's episode, what I wanna do is help you if you've reached that six figure place and you've plateaued or you're stuck and you wanna know what does it take to get from that $100,000 a year or more level to the million dollar year or more mark. We're gonna break it all down for you in a practical episode today. And just for those of you, if you're not quite at the six figure mark, don't tune out, this is your future. I want you to think this big because this is possible for you. So stay tuned as well, because there's a lot of insight for you as you are in the process of growing your business. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 148 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Honored to spend some time with you today. We're going to talk about scaling your business. That's the growing your online business part, building it, growing it, while not having to maybe work more, which we'll discuss here in a minute. Uh, As we talk about growing your business, if you are at the beginning of your business journey or you just want to automate your business or you've never thought about a business, consider supporting me and picking up my brand new book, How to Get Paid for What You Know, turning your knowledge, passion, and experience into an online income stream in your spare time. I had to check the cover on that one. Uh, it drops March 22nd. This book is everything that I've learned about building online businesses over the last 12 and a half years, done it in two different niches, coached thousands of people to do the same. And I've packaged it all into a very easy to read book. This is a fun book. This is not dry. This is not boring. It should be motivational and inspirational while at the same time being didactic and full of the good. So the six-step process that I use to build online businesses is all mapped out in this book. If you've ever wanted to build a business, would you consider picking up a copy? You can pre-order it now anywhere books are sold. Or if you have a friend or a family member who really is stuck in a job they hate and they are looking for a change, looking for alternative work, this is the future. I believe this model of work is the future and we're gonna see a lot more over the next 20 to 30 years. So would you consider picking up a copy for them? You can pick up this book anywhere books are sold. Like I said, it doesn't drop until March 22nd, but you can pre-order your copy now. And if you go to grahamcochran.com slash book and bring your receipt there, you can enter it in and get $100 worth of bonuses from me instantly, no matter where you buy the book, uh, it doesn't matter. You can still get the $100 worth of bonuses, including the first two chapters of the book instantly. So you can start reading right away. But it would mean so much to me if you would pre-order this book. If you've just been enjoying these videos and you never bought anything of mine, you should feel very guilty. No, I'm just joking. But you should go pre-order my book. It's very affordable. It'll actually help you. And it would mean a lot to me. We're trying to sell as many copies as we can, trying to make some waves here and get people to take notice about what's going on here in this movement that we're a part of. So would you consider pre-ordering it? March 22nd, it drops. How to Get Paid for What You Know by yours truly. It's a good one. I promise you. Uh, We're going to talk about scaling your income. And I want to give you something at the beginning because this will help you even if you're just starting out. I want to give you a resource you can take now and take it to the bank to scale. It's my 90-day 
income boost cheat sheet. If you want to boost your income in your business by 30% or more in the next 90 days, download this guide. It's super practical. It'll give you some of my best tips to increase your revenue. Give yourself a 30% raise in the next 90 days. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash income boost. It's that simple. It's my 90-day income boost cheat sheet. I'm trying to give you, every time you listen and every time you watch a video, I want to give you something, a gift for free so that you can continue to make progress on your business journey without having to buy something from me so that hopefully you'll see that what I'm teaching you works and then maybe you'll come buy something from me, like maybe my book. That would be cool. How about that? 90-day income boost cheat sheet, grahamcochran.com slash income boost, all one word. Okay, you ready to talk about scaling? Let's do it from six to seven figures. Um, I want to say really quickly that to get to six figures is a huge accomplishment. And if you're listening and you've made it there, I'm really proud of you. Most people never get to that level, although it's not impossible. I think the path to making $100,000 a year in an online business is actually very simple and very clear. And I think you're going to see more and more and more and more people do it. Um, people that don't do it, there's so many reasons, so many blocks. Um, but if you've done it, I'm really proud of you and you should be proud. It's a huge accomplishment. Uh, the question I get though is when people reach that level is they want more and they want to do multiple six figures and then they, they every, everybody wants to get to seven figures from what I can tell. I have an entire mastermind, my epic mastermind, which you have to be earning six figures a year to even uh, be considered to join this group. And in that group, everybody's trying to get to that million dollar a year mark or more. And some are already there, but I'm usually helping them get to that level. So we're talking about this every week. We meet every week. Um, but one of the questions that I, I get sometimes though, and maybe you've asked this is, well, Graham, if I'm making six figures a year, which is $100,000 a year or more in my business, should I just be content with that? It's a fair question. Um, I, that was me. I mean, I, I all I wanted was $60,000 a year. That was my goal for my online business when I first started because I didn't think anything else was possible. And that seemed like a stretch to me because that was twice what I made per year in my corporate job. I used to make $30,000 a year uh, in corporate America. So to make 60,000, that would replace my salary and my wife's previous salary. Uh, that was a dream number for me. So I struggled when I got to that level of feeling like, well, shouldn't I be content with this? Now, it depends on your upbringing, depends on your worldview. Uh, as a Christian, I always have fought with like, you know, should a Christian want to, to make money? Should, should a Christian want to be wealthy? Is that okay? Um, you know, there's a lot of opinions when you read the scriptures about, you know, well, Jesus didn't have wealth and he seemed to have some harsh things to say about wealthy people. But then the Bible has some really good things to say about wealthy people as well. And uh, so it's very confusing. So from a Christian religious background, in my head was probably the voice of, hey, just be content. That's a very um, biblical language. The apostle Paul talks about learning to be content in all situations. He's learned how to abound and to be brought low, which is, I think, more of a statement about like, I've learned that I don't need to be doing super well to be happy. And um, I can be happy when I'm doing super well though as well. And I can be happy when I've lost everything because he has peace, because he's following Jesus. So I think that's the point of that passage. But all that to say, contentment is a word that is powerful and is very good. I think you, if you know how to be content, you can live a happy life no matter what happens. I think contentment is a secret to good living. But it can spill into like, well, shouldn't I just be content with $100,000 a year or six figures? 
And the answer is, it's completely up to you. But I would say, no, you don't have to stop there. Because I don't think growing beyond six figures is good or bad. I think it's, I'm indifferent to it. I think if you are a healthy individual and you understand the role of money in your life, which is not to give you identity, it's not to give you purpose, it's not to give you um, a reason to boast, uh, it's not even to just give you lots of nice things. That's not really the point of money. That money is a tool that should be enjoyed, right? Spend money, you should enjoy money. If you don't enjoy money, what's the point of making it? You should enjoy money. Um, it should be a tool for your future, setting your family and yourself up for your future. So save and invest because you don't know what a day may bring, right? The scriptures tell us, don't boast about tomorrow because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So save money. It's a smart idea. So it's good for the future, for a bit of security. Uh, and then it's good to give it away. That's really the most fun you'll ever have with money is giving it away, uh, helping people in need, um, surprising people, funding good causes. I mean, goodness gracious, there's so many people that are in need. So if you have the privilege of making good money, which we do, if you have access to the internet and you have access to a smartphone, uh, you have access to build a business that can make you hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions over the course of your career. Uh, you're a privileged person. I don't care where you come from. Uh, and that privilege comes with it, I think, a responsibility to look after those who have less. And so you should always be a giver at every income level. But man, when you start to think about scaling from six figures to seven figures, that just allows you to do more of all three of those. You can enjoy life more, the, the wonderful things life has to offer that cost money. You can save and invest more, which can really set you and your family up for the future, which is a wonderful thing. I want to take care of my kids and my grandkids, which I don't have yet, and my great-grandkids, which I don't have yet. I want them to be set up to have opportunities. And don't you want that for your family? And then three, I want to give radically now and in the future. So I want to be able to impact people all the time. And so the more money I make, the more I can give away, which is really an investment just in other people's lives or other people's uh, nonprofits. So to me, man, making as much money as possible is the goal, not to give me identity and I shouldn't stress myself out about it, but as far as it depends on me, I want to make as much as I can because then I can enjoy more, I can save and enjoy for my future more, and then really I can give more. That's At some point you run out of things to enjoy and, and you can only have but so many nice meals and take so many nice trips and have so much of a nice of a car or a house, but you can never give away too much money because it just it's so fun and uh, there's so much need. So Yes, I think you should scale to seven figures. I don't think you should be content at 100,000. I think you should keep growing, not at the expense of your health or the expense of your family or the expense of anything else as we'll get into, because it's not about pushing. Scaling has nothing to do with pushing. And I'll, I'll, I'll be very honest about that. Once you get to six figures, it's about having the right things in place. But should you, because this is a question that comes up, I believe you should. And before we get into the four key components to scaling to seven figures, one other thing we have to address is this upper limit problem or these mental scripts that tend to hold people back. Uh, Gay Hendrick has this book um, called The Big Leap. And in the book, he talks about something he calls the upper limit problem, which is we all are operating like a thermostat. You know, a thermostat controls the temperature in your house. So you set the upper limit of how hot you want it to be. And when it gets to that 
temperature, it'll turn on the air conditioning and cool things back down. It won't let the temperature get above that upper limit that you set. And so he believes that we all as individuals and as humans have mental blocks, mental scripts, where we have our own upper limits that we set. And these can be limits of how much money we think we should make or um, how much success we think we should have. And so we kind of self-sabotage when we get close to that limit and we don't realize we're doing it. So here's just three mental scripts that tend to block the path to seven figures. I just wanna see if you identify with any of these three. Um, and then we will get into the practical steps, I promise you. Number one, and I, I've heard this, and I've heard this more often than not, is I don't deserve to make that kind of money. So fill in the blank with whatever that amount of money is. For you, it might even be six figures. But for a lot of people, it's like, man, they've reached $100,000, $200,000 a year. And they may not say it, but inside they're feeling like, I don't think I deserve to make a million dollars a year. Uh, I had a guy on, I mentioned this before, we did, we did a five-day challenge a few weeks ago. And I was challenging everybody to identify the monthly income amount that they want their business to scale to this year. And he said, I want my business to make $30,000 a month, but I can't believe I'm saying that because I feel like I don't deserve to make $30,000 a month. And that, that broke my heart. And we, we've talked about it at length before, so I won't go in, into it here, but whether you deserve or don't deserve to make that much is completely made up. I think everyone deserves to make whatever amount of money they want to make. Because to not deserve it, I don't, I don't know where you would get that. that is, that's not based in anything that's factual. And deserving to make a certain amount of money is kind of a fabricated idea. When we look at people who make a lot of money and we're upset that they make a lot of money, we might internalize and say, I don't think they deserve to make that kind of money. They just play football or they're just an actor or he's just a rapper or whatever we think. We're rationalizing because we're just, we're just jealous. So perhaps you look at other people and think, I don't think they deserve to make that kind of money because why? Their job looks easy to you? I guarantee you it's not nearly as easy as you think um, because you don't think that their job contributes much to society. Uh, that's not really how income works. Income is, is tied to how many lives you touch. This is something Bob Berg talks about in The Go-Giver, the law of compensation, that how much you make is directly tied to the amount of people that you serve. So celebrities tend to serve more people than you and me, and they're, a lot, they're able to make more. Now, service might look different. You might think service is like being a fireman or a school teacher, and those are very noble jobs, but creating entertainment for millions of people, that's a service too. You and I love entertainment. So whether someone deserves to make something or not is irrelevant, and the same applies to you. So if you feel like any guilt that I don't deserve to make a million dollars a year, just know that that is, that's arbitrary and that's made up, that's coming from somewhere that's not true. So I would want you to push back against that. I believe that you deserve to make as much money as you possibly can because I believe inherently that there's good in you and that you're going to use that money for good. And I want all the money in the world to go to good people. I don't want the good people to eschew wealth and say, no, I'm, I'm not going to be wealthy because then where is all the money going to go to the bad people? And I don't want all the money in the world to be in the hands of evil people. I want it to be in the hands of good people that have good motives and good intentions. None of us are perfect. We all have evil inside of us, but you know what I'm saying? So if you care about people, I think you deserve to make as much as humanly possible. Just know that when you make a lot more, it, it's a heavy burden. So you're going to need some helpful tools in place to manage that wealth. You need some good people around you. 
It's not easy. There are There's warnings about wealth in the Bible for a reason. It's a heavy burden. So make sure that you have a healthy relationship with money now while the amount is lower so that when you are entrusted with a lot more, you'll be able to handle it. Number two, upper limit problem or mental script I see is that everything about my business is gonna need to change if I wanna scale that much, Graham, and stresses you out. You know, you reach $100,000 a year and you have a relatively simple business and you're like, everything's gonna have to change. I'm gonna have to do all these different things. And I, that's, I don't, I don't, oh, don't want to think about it. You're, you're making up a problem that doesn't exist. If anyone tells you that your business is going to have to fundamentally change to go from six to seven figures has never scaled a business from six to seven figures the right way, in my opinion. There are other things that you could do. And yes, you can change your business. And I do think once you get to seven figures to scale to eight figures, I do think for most of us, some things are going to have to change. I'm not talking about that. But if you want to get to a million dollars a year, I don't believe anything really fundamentally has to change from your business from $100,000 a year. So stop stressing. And number three mental script is, oh, I'm going to have to work a ton more hours, Graham, or I'm going to have to hire a team. And I'm just not that kind of guy, Graham. I don't want to manage a team. Friend, I work less than I ever did before. And I don't have a big team. I have one or two people that help me out. And that's because I want to work even less. I could do it in probably 10 to 20 hours a week without a team, but I run, I run this business in six hours a week. It's a million plus a year. So no, you don't need to work more hours. In fact, you can work less. And if you're doing it right, you should work less. And no, you don't have to hire a team at all. You don't have to have anybody on your team. So again, these are excuses. These are mental blocks. These are upper limit, upper limit problems. Um, it's much simpler than that. So let's get into the four key components right now. Uh, I want to keep it real practical. To scale, you need four things. Number one, you need the right product suite. Okay, a lot of scaling from seven, six to seven figures, excuse me, is having the right product suite, the right products in place. So you likely have a few products already that you're selling, some courses, maybe a membership, whatever. Really dialing in that product suite is what it's all about. So four things I think everybody needs in place in terms of a product suite. You need low ticket products. Low ticket products are different price points for every industry. So a low ticket product uh, in the maybe business to business space is going to be more expensive than one in the business to consumer space. So there's different price points, but the point is it's something that's a no brainer to get people from being a viewer to being a, a customer, become a buyer. And once you have someone on their, your buyers list, they're more likely to buy more stuff. So it's a small entry point for people. Um, and it's, these can be mini courses. These can be um, taking components from a flagship course and bundling them differently and selling them as a low ticket course. But really it's a great way to get people onto your buyer's list. Low ticket products, mid ticket products, or your core offers. These are going to be the things that scale well, that make you a lot of money because a lot of people buy them and they're pricier, but they're not super, super pricey. For you, this might be a $200, $300 course. It might be a $500 to $800 course. Just depends. But that that I when I think of mid-ticket, I think of your core offer, the thing that everybody should buy eventually. So the low ticket people should probably buy this. Uh, anything that any like high ticket customer should probably have already had this. It's like a core, core fundamental bestseller training of yours. Think about a few hundred dollars per course kind of thing. So you should have that mid-ticket core offer. And then you're going to have to have high ticket. I don't care what niche you're in, uh, especially if, if it's consumer, business to consumer, you're going to a hobbyist market. You're going to have to have some kind of high ticket thing to scale here. High ticket, again, is going to be different depending on the niche. So 
for for me, I have a high ticket product. It's $15,000 a year mastermind. And so I, I have that. That may not be you if you sell to consumers. If you're in a fitness niche, you might be selling uh, like a $3,000 group coaching program. You know, that's still pretty high ticket for people that want to do weight loss or get in shape. Um, that would be great. Um, so the price point again might vary, but you need something that's probably 10 times the cost of your core offer. So if you sell a $300 course, probably a $3,000 group coaching program or something like that is going to be your high ticket offer. But you're going to need to have something high ticket. And then you're going to want to, if you haven't already, implement affiliate products. Because, and this can be a number of things. This could be actual products, like you can affiliate promote things on Amazon. Um, you can affiliate promote SaaS and software, like I, I promote Kajabi. But it doesn't have to be products that are like that type of product. They can be other people's courses or other people's programs. I was able to scale very easily with my first business, The Recording Revolution, because I partnered a lot with friends who were doing really cool things who had online courses or programs or memberships that were complementary to my product suite. So I looked at my product suite and I also incorporated other people's products into my product suite because I could affiliate promote them. Sometimes it'd be a niche course that a friend of mine offered um, that I would never offer, but I know a small percentage of my audience would buy. I've made hundreds of thousands of dollars selling other people's online courses. I don't view them as competition. I, I view them as collaborations, collaborators, right? We work together to make money together and serve our audiences together. So low, mid, high ticket, and affiliate products. Think about the product suite. There's a lot more that goes into it in terms of like, you can have multiples of these, of course, but making sure that there is a, a product ladder that someone could start on the journey with you at a lower price point. And then what would be the logical next step for them into sort of a mid-tier core offer? And then if they do that, what's the logical next step for them after that? High ticket. And what else could you offer them? Always think what else could you offer them? Related to this would be recurring revenue. This will be the key component number two. I'm separating this out from the product suite, even though recurring revenue is going to be part of your product suite, because I really want to highlight this as a separate component. The one way you scale tremendously from six to seven figures is not making one-off sales, is having recurring revenue. So this looks like membership sites, group coaching programs or masterminds, which are slightly different, um, it also looks like payment plans. Um, and I would say in that order, I think everybody should have a membership site. I think a membership site, if done well, is a key component to scaling because it's going to be a great backend offer to your online courses. It's going to be critical that you have a paid community that you serve. And if you set it up right, you're going to do a fixed amount of work. Like for my membership, um, I probably allocate four hours a month of actual work to it. But my members have scaled, you know, from 50 to 100 to 200 to 300, 400. Like the amount of members in it has scaled. Like all my, I've run three membership sites and it's the same thing. They all scale. So more and more people joining as the years go on, as I promote it. So I'm making more and more money from the membership, but I'm doing the same amount of work and it's recurring revenue. So I, I make the sale once and then their credit card gets charged every month. Same thing with my mastermind. My mastermind members pay me every single month. So I, 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 I groom them, you know, they apply, I interview them, I pick them, they join, and now they pay me every single month. Recurring revenue is a key secret to scaling. So 
If you don't already have some sort of form of recurring revenue, like a membership or group coaching program or mastermind in place, launch it. And if you have one in place, you're like, well, I've done that, Graham. It's not making me much money. Reevaluate it. If done right, a membership and any kind of recurring revenue product should be a huge revenue driver for you and should allow you to scale to seven figures. Um, I've had multiple, I've had three different multi six figure a year membership sites. Two of them to hobbyists, broke musicians. Um, both of those membership sites at two different price points have done over, they were doing on average $250,000 a year, just that one product, okay? Uh, and then I have one in the business space. I coach business owners now, my six figure coaching community that helps um, online business owners scale to six figures. And that does multiple six figures as well. Different price point, fewer members, but it's more expensive. Same thing. So if done right, you can have a membership site doing a quarter of a million dollars a year. And that's a huge component. That's one fourth of your way to seven figures. And that's just the membership site. In addition to that, I have masterminds, group coaching programs, things like that. So it's a huge component. That's key component number two, recurring revenue. All right, key component number three to scaling to seven figures is an optimized selling system. So many of you leave money on the table um, all the time. From every, every moment that you're interacting with your customer or potential customer, you're leaving money on the table. So a few things to keep in mind. Do you have upsells? Do you have order bumps? You should have both. At checkout, you should be offering them more. Don't just sell the thing, offer them more. So with everything I sell, I now have an order bump, which is a simple like, you want to add this to your order, right on the checkout page, checkbox, they click it or not. Usually it's very low cost, very no brainer. Um, and they always have an upsell. So once they purchase it and you think they think they're going to go to their purchase, it takes them to another page and says, hey, before you go to your purchase, I want to offer you something else. And it's usually more expensive. Upsells. Offer people more. People that are ready to buy are more likely to buy more if you would just offer them more. So upsells and order bumps. Tiered pricing. Meaning don't just offer one version of the thing you're selling. Offer a more expensive version or two more expensive versions than the thing you're offering. There's always someone in the room that wants to spend more money with you if you would just give them a chance. And it's not just adding more to the offer. It's the actual version of the offer. So like if you're selling a car, there's always gonna be somebody that wants the most expensive tier of the car that has more bells and whistles. And there's always someone that wants the basic version of the car. You need to serve both of those people powerfully. So just different tiers of your products. A well-developed funnel. Here's something that I see a lot of people just missing out on. They've got a very simple funnel, which is great. When you're starting, I teach people a simple funnel. Why? Because it, that's all it needs to be. But if you want to scale from, I mean, to get to six figures, you just need a basic funnel. You don't need anything fancy. But if you're already doing $100,000 a year or more and you're like, oh, Graham, how do I scale to seven figures? Okay, you need to have a more developed funnel, a funnel that offers more products in it, a funnel that has follow-up emails, a funnel that knows whether somebody bought the upsell or not and can follow up, a funnel that has special hidden promotions to people that buy different things. This does not have to be that complicated. It takes a little bit of thought, takes a little bit of work to get it implemented into your backend system. But a well-developed funnel should be a money-making machine that optimizes every single lead that comes comes into your email funnel that subscribes to your email list. And that's a huge part of how you're going to scale is a well-developed funnel. And fourthly, you need planned out launches. I think everybody needs a promotional calendar, no matter what, meaning, you know, over the next 12 months, what you're promoting when, but when you're going to scale, 
to seven figures, you have to have a really well-planned out launch plan. So you know, I'm launching this product on this month. I'm opening the doors to this community on this month. I'm running this sale on this month. I'm doing this collaboration and this promotion for this affiliate product on this month. And you've thought it all through. And, and you're, you're going all out on this. I think a good rhythm is minimum you're launching something or promoting something to your list once a quarter. But if you really want to scale to seven figures, you're probably doing a one launch a month. I wouldn't necessarily do more than that. I don't do more than that on the Recording Revolution. We do one a month. But between your product suite that should be well-developed, between some flash sales, between offering cool bundles, between doing cool webinars that offer products in a different way, between affiliate promote, promotions and things like that, you should be able to fill 12 promotions in a year. So I would shoot for that. Six to 12 minimum if you really want to scale. And really think them through. Like what time of year is the best time of year to promote that product? What are my, what's my audience thinking about in January versus September versus the end of the year? It's different for every niche. So think it through and, and then set up your promotional calendar um, accordingly. Finally, fourth key component to scaling to seven figures is growing your traffic. Traffic is the key, right? Like if you have more people joining your email list that's more people going to your funnel. That's more people hearing about your products. That's more people on your list that is, are going to hear about your promotions. That's more, that's more of everything. And so this is where people start to think, I got to run Facebook ads because they believe this component. Yes, I need more traffic. So they think I need to run ads. Uh, you can do whatever you want, right? You totally can run ads. Some of my best students are happy to run ads and, and they run ads. I'm here to tell you, you do not need to run a single paid ad to scale to seven figures. I, I've done it twice in two different niches at two, for very different price points without running ads, okay? If I can do it, you can do it. And I've done it with very different size audiences. So the recording revolution grew very, very big. And so it's just a lot of people joining my list, buying low ticket products, and it's worked out that way. This personal brand, Graham Cochran, much smaller audience, right? I mean, some, a lot of my students have bigger audiences than I do on this brand. S scaled it very easily without ads B because it's all about the right product suite, the right funnel, the right promotional calendar, really committing to recurring revenue products, all of that. It it's, it's possible, but you do need traffic. You do need traffic. So the way to get traffic is to commit to content marketing. So do not let up the gas. The one thing I have not outsourced, the one thing I've not stopped in terms of reducing my work hours is content. That's This is what I'm doing right now. Committing to content every single week, especially evergreen searchable content. So blog posts and YouTube videos like this that's what's going to help you scale because all it takes is one or two of those videos or blog posts to pop to get a little bit of SEO juice, meaning it shows up in more search results, when all of a sudden you can have a flood of people joining your email list if you've set up your lead magnets and you promote those every single piece of content. And then your system is already in place to make more money. So if you look at those components, like the product suite, you build them out once optimize your selling system. You build out your funnel once. Recurring revenue, that, those are products that are set up once. The only ongoing work is growing traffic. So this, this is why 
going back to one of the upper limit problems or, or mental blocks is I'm gonna have to work a ton of hours or hire a team for what? Like for what? There's, there's not more work that needs to be done beyond filling out your product suite. Like there's, there's not much work. Like there's, we got to get it out of our heads that to make more, you have to do more. That's lazy thinking. That's so lazy. Like if you stop and think about it, you can probably guess that's not true because doing more of what you're doing, like more posting to Instagram, more email customer service, like that's not making you more money. So if you can get out of your head that doing more work is what's going to lead to making more money and stop believing that myth, then I think you can start to believe the reality of, okay, well, what, what work does grow my business? Well, getting more leads and having a system and a product suite that's scalable, getting people into recurring revenue products as quickly as possible, reaching as many people as possible. Then you realize, okay, my, my time is best spent getting the right products in place, one and done, optimizing my funnel with upsells and order bumps and follow-up emails and tagging and all that kind of stuff, one and done, promoting and planning out my calendar, one and done. Number four, content. Let's do content. Let's do collaborations. Let's do guest posts. Let's get in front of other people's audiences. Um, that's the ongoing work. And that's that shouldn't take you that much time because that's all you're really having to do each week. And if you really need to hire somebody to manage maybe your customer service or, you know, post things for you to social media or to, to upload things to you know YouTube to just save you some of the redundant ongoing things you have to do. Great. But that's going to be a fixed cost as well, low cost. And then you can just do what you do, which is really building a brand and building an audience. Like this is something I talk about in the book. I talk about it a lot, which is without an audience, nothing's possible, but with an audience, anything is possible. Your audience is your asset. The way to scale is to just have a really loyal audience that's growing, that knows about you, believes in you, like trusts in you, because then you can do almost anything. And they tell people about you. And, they, and so it becomes referral marketing without you even having to do anything or even ask them to refer you. They're just referring your stuff, your channel, your podcast, your whatever. That's powerful. And that's that can grow faster than anything you can throw at ads, anything you can throw at your work week in terms of man hours. It's this fire that can blaze, which is, searchable content, people finding you and people talking about you. Something I learned years ago, which is the best marketing is to do something or be someone worth talking about, right? So to be someone or do something worth talking about. If you do that in your business, guess what? People are going to talk about it. They're going to talk about you. Hey, there's this gal on this on YouTube. This is amazing channel. Or, hey, this is this guy who has an amazing podcast on whatever. Or hey, have you checked out this video? Like that's how things grow. So do something or be someone worth talking about. If you do that, then you get more eyeballs on what you're doing. And then if you have set up a system to take the casual viewer and bring them into your ecosystem as a warm lead and open the door to all your products and walk them up your product ladder through your product suite, make them a recurring revenue customer. That's where you're going to make money. That's where you're going to scale. Final thoughts. What if you're stuck? 
Okay. So this is you. Maybe if you've tried everything or you feel like you've tried everything, you can't just break the six figure barrier. What should you do? I can give you one piece of advice and that would be is talk to your top customers. So look through your back end, look at the people that have spent the most money with you or who have bought your most expensive thing and reach out to them. Jump on a few Zoom calls with some of your top customers and ask them what has been the most helpful thing that I've shared or taught? What do you feel like you're still stuck with? What do you feel like is missing from what I'm teaching? How could I serve you more powerfully? How could I help you achieve your goals faster this year? Uh, and just talk to them. The people that have spent the most with you are likely the people who are the biggest action takers. And they're going to be a good indicator of what your star students and future star students are looking for. And I think that's going to give you a lot of clarity on what's missing in your product line or your content or even your existing products that are great. What's What gaps are in that those products that you could maybe iterate and improve or do a 2.0 or 3.0 version of the product. That's the best place to start. Talk to people. I think Marie Forleo said it, clarity doesn't come from thought or thinking, it comes from engagement. So you'll get clarity on how to scale by engaging with your students and your customers, not just sitting and thinking about it. You're too close to it, you're too biased and you just don't know, so talk to people. And I want to leave you with a question. It's kind of rhetorical, but I said at the top of this that I really believe that it's a good thing to try to strive to make a million dollars a year or more. That I don't think it's inherently bad. In fact, I think it's a good, a really good thing. I think yeah, like you can do more good when you reach that level. Um, you can have a lot of impact. I, I know from experience, it's it's really cool. Um, but I'm gonna. I'm going to give you a confusing question. And that is, will, will earning seven figures satisfy you? Because I believe you can do it. I've got lots of students who are doing it. I have a gal at my mastermind, Rebecca. She uh, worked with us all last year in the group. She, I think when she came to us, she was doing $200,000, $250,000 a year. Her goal was half a million dollars a year last year. And she thought it would take her, it was a 10 year goal to reach a million dollars a year. After just a few months in our ma mastermind, she realized she wanted to make that goal a one year goal. <laughs> so at the end of 2022, she wants to make a million dollars a year and she's on pace. She told me the other day, she's already on pace for that. Um, it's, it's happening. I'm seeing it happen. You're smart. You're learning. You're going you're gonna to apply this stuff. You're going to scale. But let me ask you the question. Let's say you do it this year, next year, five years, 10 years, doesn't matter. When doesn't matter. Just the fact that you do it, you're going to do it. If you do it, will that satisfy you? Um, I can only speak from experience and I always want to be honest with you. I've, I have made millions of dollars online and I don't say that to be boastful at all because I was a musician, never thought I'd make much, right? Um, and I've taken two online businesses from nothing to making over a million dollars a year. Um, and you know what? It has not filled that seven-figure shaped hole in my heart. It hasn't. Now, I don't sit around thinking, I wish I made $10 million a year. I don't even know what I would do with that kind of money. I don't need that kind of money. But my point is, hitting seven figures hasn't magically made all my fears, insecurities, doubts, 
wants, desires, issues go away. It hasn't. I'm pretty much the exact same guy as when I was making six figures, as when I was making $30,000 a year, <laughs> working hard, working 40 hours a week to make $30,000 a year. Um, it doesn't satisfy. So I say all that to say, while I think you should make it a goal, if that's something you've ever thought about, absolutely, you deserve to make that kind of money. But what I would say is this, while you're on your journey to making seven figures, or if you're like, Graham, I would just like to make six figures. I love that goal too. Whatever your number is while you're on that journey, I really would encourage you in two areas. One, don't get your identity from what you do for a living or how much money you make. Don't look at your Kajabi backend and see how much you've made in the last 30 days. And if it's high, you feel good. And if it's low, you feel bad. That's just an unhealthy place to be. I, I've been there. I, I know I'm speaking from experience. So please get clear on where your identity comes from. Okay. It, it comes from who you are as a person and your relationships, right? For me, it's my relationship with God, my creator, my relationship with my, my spouse, Shay, my wife, my daughters, Chloe and Vera, my family, friends, right? Relationship. Who you are is more important than your bank account or what you do. So just make sure your identity is not tied to what you do. It's a part of what you do. It's an important part. It's not who you are. That's, that's number one. And number two, have a healthy relationship with money. Make sure that right now, today, you have a healthy relationship with money, meaning you don't get your identity from how much you make or how fat, flashy your car is or how nice your house is or whatever, whatever it is for you. But make sure you're doing three things with your money from day one right now, which is enjoying it, spending it. Like even if money's tight, still enjoy money. Find a way to enjoy money. If you don't, you're gonna become a bitter person. So enjoy your money, save money, always be a saver. It's, you can't wait to, to save in the future. Like if, you, if you're waiting, you're never gonna save. <laughs> you have to be a saver always from day one. So enjoy it, save it, and then give it. Don't wait to make money to give money. I hear that all too often. Oh, when I make seven figures, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna be super generous. No, you're not. If you're not generous now, you're not gonna be generous then because generosity isn't about how much money you make. It's about who you are as a person. It's a, it's a choice. So if I could encourage you in one thing, it would be enjoy your money now, save your money now, give away your money now, pick a percentage for all three and, and commit to those three things now on your journey to seven figures. And then when you get there, you'll just be able to enjoy it on fancier things, be able to save more money and you'll be able to give more money. How awesome is that? But you will still be the same person. And that's the most important thing. There you go, my friend. Scaling from six to seven figures. Let me know which of those four key components you feel like you need to work on the most to hit those numbers. And I'd love to hear from you below in a comment if you're watching on YouTube. What is your financial goal with your business? Is it seven figures? Is it something else? Feel free to leave your number below if you want to, if you feel comfortable um, or drop any questions you have as well about scaling. If you've been stuck, happy to help you out there. And again, I want to give you a gift, my 90 day income boost cheat sheet. Some simple steps to help you boost your income by 30% or more in the next three months. Just go to the link below or grahamcochran.com slash income boost. Thanks for hanging out with me with a long episode today. Some good stuff. I hope this is helpful. I hope you're staying healthy and safe. Cannot wait to see you on another episode real soon.